What's up, what's up, everybody? This is Eric from the Corn Fed Sports Entertainment Podcast. Uh, welcome back. Episode 17, May 17th, 2019. Uh, it's Friday. Uh, I took the day off to spend with me uh, fiance, and she's sick. <laughs> so she's laying down right now, not feeling the best. So I figured I'd uh, do something worth my while. So I'm uh, going to record episode 17 for you guys. Um, as you can tell... Just me talking again. Got another solo podcast. Uh, should be a lot of fun, though. Uh, got a great episode for you guys. Rapid Minute, obviously. Uh, kind of recapping the season, second half of season one of Game of Thrones. We finished that. Um, obviously, Sean would probably be doing that with me if she was feeling up to it. But she's not, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it without her. So I'm sure she'll forgive me. <laughs> but and then lastly, number four, uh, topic of the night. Uh, NBA Conference Finals. It's really ramping up here. You know, a couple weeks of the NBA Finals going uh, going down. But uh, we got the four best teams in the NBA left. Uh, you know, Blazers, Warriors on the West, Bucks, Raptors. So looking forward to kind of touching on that so far. Uh, you know, both should be pretty pretty good series. Uh, can't wait to see who uh, ends up making the finals. But I guess before I go any further, I just say, you know, happy birthday to Shauna, even though she's not feeling the best. Uh, should be fun, hopefully, if you're feeling better this weekend. Also, it's my, my dad's birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday to him, the GOAT. <laughs> so, should be a birthday-filled weekend. But, um, but I guess before I go any further, I just want to, you know, thank everybody, you know, that's followed us, listened to us. Uh, read any sort of our articles, liked any sort of our posts. Uh, much appreciated. We love you guys. Thanks for it. Um, if you want to, you know, listen to any of those, or not listen, I get, well, you can listen, but check out any of those uh, social media pages. Our Twitter is at Corn Sports. Our Instagram is CornFedSports1. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash CornFedSports1. And our blog website is CornFedSports1.blogspot.com. So I guess before I get into the uh, rapid minute for the night, night, day, whatever you want to say, whenever you're listening, but I just want to touch on our, our poll we've put out. Uh, it's kind of the last uh, crowning of the of the king, I guess, of the breakfast foods. Uh, most of you guys know we, uh, on our Facebook page, we did the uh, waffles versus pancakes a couple weeks ago, and waffles won by a short amount. They edged out the old pancakes. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to put them against French toast because we had a lot of, you know, feedback on people wanted to vote for French toast. They thought that those was better than those two. So we put that poll up and we're not quite ready to crown French toast, but it's looking pretty close. There's a few hours left of the uh, vote. And right now, uh, French toast is up. So you'll see a post on Facebook here probably shortly in the next uh eight, nine hours or so about who we're ready to crown king of the breakfast food. I voted for French toast, so I'm so happy with the results so far. But uh, that's really the the intro for tonight. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into the rapid minute tonight. All right, rapid minute time. Um, Like I said earlier, this is a your man Eric, so uh, get ready for some hot takes, great opinions. Uh, solo episode tonight, like I said. I don't know, I'm not sure if I said that earlier, but solo episode tonight. Uh, obviously, like I said, it's my fiance's birthday, so it's kind of a Friday afternoon. <laughs> so not uh, not really a free time for a lot of the other people I took today off or spend time with her for her birthday. But 
Here we go. Rapid minute time. Let's do it. Uh, first question. Not really a question. First, just a uh, bullet. Uh, sports betting became legal in Iowa this week. Uh, so that's like called the fantasy sports and sports betting bill, I believe. Um, got signed. So that's going to be happening real soon. Um, honestly, I'm kind of a little surprised this happened just because there was some controversy and, you know, it's never really got any traction until recently, I don't believe. Um, I mean, it should be a lot of fun and makes, you know, add some dimensions to sports fans, uh, you know, watching uh, games and whatnot. But honestly, I'm not sure if I would uh, ever bet on a team I loved or, you know, rooted for just because obviously the bias is showing a lot. And I'd always want to bet on them because why would I ever bet against my own team, I guess? Um, unless it was, you know, obvious moneymaker, but who knows? I don't really uh, follow betting a ton gambling a ton so i'm a little new to this uh so i'm gonna learn quite a bit just the next couple weeks you know reading about uh the sports betting process and how it you know works and how it came into action but i read the uh the aisle here in in our area the cedar valley they're uh setting up a, a room and stuff for them for the sports betting which could be a lot of fun to visit honestly just kind of sit there and sure they'd have like tvs and whatnot up and uh you know just kind of the lowdown of the lines and whatnot so that honestly i think will be fun i'm hoping that uh room ends up pretty cool so i can spend some time there um like i said i'm not a huge better gambler whatever you want to say but I i may do this every once in a while just to see how it goes um if i win my first time i might do it more but if i lose obviously i probably won't ever do it again so I don't know. I'm I'm excited, you know, for I have a few friends that are, you know, big into the sports betting and gambling. Um, so that should be fun for them. Uh, I'd say, like I said, I don't have a huge problem with this. Um, you know, there's worse things that could be could be legal. It cause more. It might add a little bit with it, but crime and whatnot. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I feel like you either love it or you hate this. You're not really in between it. Um, I just think it's cool because, you know, it's just a huge part of sports culture. And I think it'll be fun for you know a lot of the sports fans, which I obviously am a huge sports fan. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> for those that do bet already, it's it's just nice because now you don't really have to, you know, hide it, I guess, anymore or do it illegally. Um, so that should be fun for that aspect, too. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, how that DraftKings, you know, if that ever... That's, I believe it's still not going to be like legal here in Iowa, but that could be could be wrong. I just thought I heard that, so it would be interesting to see if that ever, you know, passes or what happens with that as well. Because that's you know huge thing. It's basically like fantasy sports, like that are already you know, bet upon and whatnot. So, but I mean, honestly, it would make sense if they're uh, gonna. You know, call it this sports uh, betting and fantasy sports bill. So we'll see how that goes, too. I kind of hope that would be fun to do the hop on because then you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just call. Well, maybe maybe they won't let you call because obviously you have to be probably 21 to do it in Iowa. So maybe you'll have to go there. But we'll see what happens with that, too. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, like I said, learning this whole process, kind of getting a little more information uh knowledge 
about this issue, not really issue anymore, uh, aspect of the, uh, the process. So, um, yeah, we had a poll on that too. And, you know, a lot of people supported it. It looked like, uh, I'll look up the official results. It didn't have a ton of, uh, participation within it, but, you know, still a decent amount. Um, get that up here on the old FB. Oh, also go check out our new logos. That was looking good. Um, we got that on, uh, I made that on Canva, an app on my phone. A lot of you have potentially heard about it, but it's awesome. If you got any sort of logo, uh, flyer, information sheet, any anything like that, I would suggest using it. It is awesome. It's just so easy to use. Uh, a lot of fun to use, too. You know, I spent quite a bit of time messing around with that. But... Overall, we for the sports betting poll, we had uh, 81% say yes and uh, 19 say no. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, like I said, it was controversial. So don't be surprised if you know some people will try and fight this a little bit. Or you know, you know, people sign petitions and all that. So we'll kind of monitor it to see how that whole issue happens as well. Um, so let's. Uh, would love to hear like you like your guys' thoughts on this as well. Uh, you know, we got the poll out there, so make sure to check that out. Vote, uh, write your comments on it. Uh, love to hear why or why not you support it. Um, moving on to my second rapid minute question. This is honestly a huge, huge debate. I had this debate with my a couple of my friends a few times, but huge debate among the uh, the gas station <laughs> industry especially in the Midwest. Uh, obviously, the two biggest gas stations, I would say, in the uh, Midwest, especially Iowa, is Quickstar and Casey's. Casey's is always building new ones, it seems like, and always expanding. Um, Quickstar's kind of started that, too, a little bit here. You know, there's always one of those buildings uh, popping up. Uh, honestly, in Waterloo and Cedar Falls, I can think of one, two, three, four, four, five, five Quickstar's for sure. And then in Casey's, I can think of one, two, three, four, four for sure. So it's kind of even. There's probably another one out there somewhere, but I know for sure there's four Casey's and five Quick Stars out there. Um, there's probably more Quick Stars too. Uh, I might have to look that up after. Um, so I mean, obviously it's popular, especially in this area too. Um, I mean, honestly, right away you. Gas or food wise, you think of Casey's just because of the uh, pizza. I mean, obviously, that's a huge part in Iowa. Like, everybody loves Casey's pizza. Then, when I think about Quickstar, I kind of think of, you know, a little bit more than pizza. Their sandwiches, a little bit. You know, they got great barbecue rib sandwiches that are amazing. They have in their warmer. Their corn dogs are good. They got some, like, nachos. Uh, and also, whew, great part is the uh, smoothie slash, like, milkshake machine. They actually just got like a new smoothie machine, which is delicious. I tried it, uh, what, it's probably about a month ago. Oh, unbelievable. I had to wait a little bit because it was messing up because obviously I just got it. But uh, they gave it to me for free too. So that also helps the uh, the opinion a little bit. <laughs> so um, but then going back to Casey's, you know, they got the fresh subs like station and a lot of their new ones. That's, that's awesome too because nothing... I mean, subs are awesome. You can't go wrong with a good sub. Um, 
trying to think, you know, Casey's kind of, well, they both kind of have the beer caves now, too. That helps. Uh, not sure. Oh, well, some, some uh, Casey's and some quick stars sell liquor. Um, and they both, you know, kind of have similar st- snacks and fountain pop stuff. So that's like a toss up. But honestly, for me, I love Casey's, you know, grew up on a Casey's really. And then, uh, you know, when we started driving, <laughs> where there's a quick star in Jessup, Iowa, which isn't very far from where I grew up. We used to start hitting up that place pretty late at night, you know, getting all sorts of food. That was a lot of fun too. You know, that got some good memories <laughs> going there. Um, so that's awesome. Um, honestly, I think I like both their food a lot, but I think if you take away Casey's pizza, quick star all day for sure. So that's why I'm going to have to go with a uh, quick star just because Casey's pizza, like it says, just puts them that much higher. And without Casey, their pizza, I feel like they would be nothing, not near as successful food wise, just because a lot of people go in there for pizza and then, you know, they try other stuff know randomly um and it also the like i said the quick star uh milkshake and smoothie maker that i love those i love both of those i can literally have one of those a day so that also puts another another big uh staple in my decision making process that's what i'm gonna have to go with the quick star um this is definitely 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 gonna be the poll question for the week i think this is gonna get be a huge hit just because, you know, like I said, both are huge in the state of Iowa and the Midwest, really. So uh, make sure you participate in that. And, you know, don't be afraid to give reasons why either. I love reasons. We love reasons. Uh, it gets a little more out there than just a vote. So I'll pull, put that up here probably in a few hours. Uh, like I said, it's Friday, May 17th. So if you're listening after May 17th, go check it. It's on our Facebook page, which... Facebook page said earlier, and I'm going to say at the end. So make sure you go check that out. So, all right. Well, uh, I guess in my last rapid minute of the, of the day, night, whatever you want to say, um, this is a, I've had this debate with a lot of my family members before too. I think especially my sister, she, uh, is a big potato fan. So the question is favorite type of potato. I'm going to give you my top three and then kind of give you my just missing uh, my fourth one. And then also I'm going to give you my most overrated. So buckle up. This could get a little uh, controversial, especially uh, my overrated one. Oof, I'm a little nervous for the backlash on that one. <laughs> so my number three favorite, I thought about this one for a while. I thought about putting just the old french fries on there because you can't go wrong with a good french fry. And I almost put French fries and curly fries together, but I decided I couldn't do that because they're pretty different. But then my number three is going to be the old curly fry. Gotta love a curly fry. You know, they're just seasonings that's on it, you know, and it's, it's a little, <laughs> I don't know why, but the curls make it taste so much better. And, you know, they're just, I'm not a huge, like, fan of, like, thick fries, I guess. So that also, usually curly fries are a little thinner. You can, like, do a lot with curly fries as well. Not that you can't with French fries, but that also helps helps the process of eating. <laughs> and you know, I'm a big food critic, big professional eater. You know, it's probably the best, one of the best two or three uh, eaters that I know in my life. <laughs> but curly fry is definitely number three. Um, number two, this one also popped out pretty quick to me. Uh, I 
after doing a little research, you know, you never know what you need to do research on. <laughs> but my, my number two is uh, the old tater tot. I love the tater tots. Um, and you can really have tater tots with anything, too. Like, you can mix and match with your, the main course. But tater tots, I love the crunch on the outside. Then, you know, like the little so, like uh, soft potato in the middle. That's just amazing. I love it. Um, so, definitely... And Brass Tap in Cedar Falls has some fantastic uh, tater tots, but they recently changed them. So we'll see. Hopefully we can get them back because those were great. So we'll see what happens. Um, but definitely tater tots number two. You heard it here. You heard it here. Number one, this might be a little controversial, but I think a lot of people would have this in their top three to five potatoes. Um, cheesy potatoes. You got to love them. So good. So cheesy. Literally can have it with anything. It's easily my most uh, favorite potato just because, you know, everybody makes them different too. And they're all like so good, you know. I, I need to like learn how to make those. I'm sure it's not hard just to put them in the crock pot. But still, I love them. You know, and like I said, have it with anything. You know, my grandma makes some great cheesy potatoes with like these handballs that are amazing. Um you know, and they're also like a huge hit at like weddings and graduation parties, which is why we were having it at our wedding reception. <laughs> That's the only thing I really wanted. The only thing I told her that we needed at our reception was cheesy tades. Gotta love them. Um, so my top three in order, uh, three curly fries, two tater tots, one cheesy potato. Like I said, uh, throw, throw it up on your our Facebook page if you uh, disagree or agree with me too. I would love to hear everybody's favorite potatoes. My one that just missed, too, just the old-fashioned baked potato. Just because you can, you know, put a lot of sour cream on it, bacon, whatever you want to do, butter. Um, Texas Roadhouse has some great baked potatoes. And I also, at Mulligan's, I had, like, these kind of potato wedges, but they were, like, more so just baked potatoes cut in half, I would say. Oh, those were great. They had a bunch of, like, pico on it and uh, sour cream, uh, jalapenos. Oh, they were amazing. I would definitely recommend those as well. Um, and my most overrated. I think I'm going to get a little backsla- uh, backlash on this, but the old mashed potatoes. I don't know. They're just not a whole lot there to me. I mean, I like them. Don't love them, I guess. Um, my sister loves them. I don't don't know why. They're Like I said, they're okay, solid. But there's just not a whole lot of flavor. In the- Honestly, I'm surprised the texture of mashed potatoes doesn't get to people a little bit more. <laughs> but... That's a, I mean, I like Thanksgiving a lot, too, but that's one of the reasons why I'd, I wouldn't say I absolutely love, love Thanksgiving. It's just because it's always mashed potatoes. There's cheesy potatoes there. Thanksgiving would probably be my number one holiday. <laughs> so, like I said, let me know on, on your favorite potatoes. Post them on our wall. Uh, you know, write it on an Instagram post or tweet at us. Um, we would love it. Love to hear, uh, you know, comments and... Uh, what you guys think because you know without this we uh wouldn't really do this this much because we've been uh, having some success so that's always awesome to have um well i guess that kind of wraps up the uh rapid minute tonight um, got a good rest of the show like i said gonna touch on the uh second half of the first season of game of thrones next and then the nba conference finals at the end so uh i might as well just jump right into the uh the game of thrones recap Oh boy! Like I said, Game of Thrones recap, season one. Ooh, second half 
of the uh, season was pretty wild. A lot of stuff was happening. Um, Storyline definitely picked up a lot more. Um, like I said, the first five, like me and uh, Shauna talked on last week, kind of setting up the uh, characters a little bit, um, which is expected. You know, you expect that at any show, kind of learn what they're trying to do and like about why characters act a certain certain way, I guess. Um, second half, though, that was, was pretty much straight action pretty much most of the, uh, the way through. A um, couple episodes into season two now as well. So uh, definitely going to be recapping that later, but just kind of recapping the first half of the, or the second half of season one. Wow, you know, um, obviously right away, second half, uh, King Robert kind of reappoints uh, Ned Stark as the uh, King of the Hand or whatever, or Hand of the King, excuse me. <laughs> um, and also he uh, is out; he goes hunting, and he actually gets really, really injured. In this whole uh, hunting accident, which he was supposed to be this badass dude before he became king, and then he just got drunk and uh, kind of overweight and not really a badass anymore. So he dies from a boar, I believe they say. And uh, kind of when uh, he's on his deathbed, he, he kicks everybody out, and he has uh, you know, Ned Stark come in, and he writes this uh, letter and like kind of gets it signature and you know this uh stamp from the king that he wants uh ned to become king until uh king robert's uh son joffrey becomes of age because he's just he's pretty young when this happens and uh doesn't think he's quite ready which judging by some of the things he's done he's definitely not ready (laughs) so and then also like I'll touch on that whole thing later. The whole uh, storyline with uh, Daenerys or whatever—I can't really say her name very, very well—but uh, Drago or whatever ends up getting killed because uh, he—I think he has like an infection because he got stabbed, like got into it with some dude about her actually making all the decisions and whatnot. Not really all the decisions, but just like how he favors her and whatnot. But then. Uh, He's really sick because he has this infection. He's going to die. And then they, like, kidnap this witch, like, from this tribe. And he wants, she wants him to live, obviously. And she tries to do this, like, blood magic thing on him, but, like, has to sacrifice the horse, like, uh, Drago's horse or whatever, just because, like, that's, like, his, from their uh, point of view, that's, like, their biggest, you know, assets. So he, she sacrifices the horse, which is kind of kind of a wild scene too. But then uh, gets him to stay alive. But when he become when he's uh, alive, I guess it's not like he was. You know, he's just kind of sitting there in the sun. Uh, can't talk really. He doesn't really do it much. Um, doesn't even like she actually uh, Daenerys or whatever has to kill kill him just because she can't see him like that. Just nothing. Like just. Basically, all he's doing is breathing, not, like, living at all. She actually, (laughs) uh, like, suffocates him with a pillow, which is insane to watch. Just because, you know, they're lovers and whatnot. Um, But you feel bad for her, obviously. And uh, nothing she could really do. I mean, she tried what she could. But in the whole process, she also lost her uh, unborn uh, son, 
like because that was like also another sacrifice so that's uh also weighing on her just because obviously that whole decision shows she lost both of them um then it just you know keeps picking up uh the whole season um king's landing is kind of going crazy um you know ned actually (laughs) tells cersei's or whatever the queen uh, he knows all of the children are actually Jamie's, which is her, you know, the brother and sister thing we talked about last week. And that's explains why Joffrey has blonde hair also. So that's wild. And like, that's kind of that whole rumor is getting out too. People are just, you know, kind of thinking wild about it. And also, you know, another reason, you know, the queen kind of hates the Starks is because King Robert kind of, you know, he was actually in love with Ned's sister who died. And then he kind of just had to settle for her as the queen just because he didn't really have a whole lot of options. It sounds terrible. Didn't have a whole lot of options. And, like, I guess when on their wedding night, King Robert was drunk. He was calling her <laughs> Ned Stark's uh, wife's name. Or not sister's, excuse me, sister's name. And then that just kind of built up a lot of uh, poor feelings towards the Starks, I feel like. And that's kind of why we're seeing this honestly because she's just mad about that and how robert like favors the starks and so that kind of just leads it all (laughs) it's literally like i said there's a lot of stuff happening in this one um but okay back to the old uh you know king robert dying uh in his letter uh as soon as robert dies joffrey like immediately claims the throne for himself he's sitting on the uh the throne or whatever um that you know everybody's see uh the iron throne and so you know king uh not king excuse me ned stark walks in there saying you know saying all this stuff and he gives him like the the letter that he got and then they immediately start calling him the traitor and like not right and then (laughs) it just gets wild like and then the dude betrays ned that he thought was his buddy because he loves his his wife cat and then so they pretty much take him prisoner then and they they get into like a pretty good fight in the in the king's room the throne room um a lot of the people that were with ned die get killed because there's just so many of the king's people but then you know they call him the traitor and whatnot and then they stick him out in the uh as a prisoner and also joffrey's like gonna be wife is ned's uh daughter actually so that like has more built on it too which is wild and then the other stark daughter is there too aria so there's just like a whole lot of going on into it and, uh yeah it gets more and more insane as as i talk about it like i didn't realize how much was into it when i was watching it but like when you start talking about it you're like god there was a ton going on but so then like Ned's one daughter that's going to be queen someday goes to King Joffrey and pretty much begs mercy on, you know, on Ned because being a traitor and treason is punishable by death, obviously. So they got that whole aspect. And now back in Winterfell, they're kind of planning, you know, what to do uh, and how to get this going. Because they obviously that's. Rob kind of takes over as uh, the king. 
not not this well kind of is king now of winterfell because they kind of split off but they're planning how to you know get ned back because obviously they love him and his dad and you know is their ruler so there's so much that was happening in the last five episodes um but then they they uh rob kind of has this great plan he sacrifices like a, a lot quite a bit of soldiers like two two thousand i want to say uh, with uh, with basically the Lannister army, but also like in this other area, like sent a sh- <laughs> shit ton of guys, and they actually cat actually captured Jamie, uh, who's, who the Queen was having relations with, and that's actually Joffrey's son. But <laughs> so then back to the uh, whole issue with Joffrey. Um, they don't know this. But like I said, she uh, Ned's daughter was begging for forgiveness, for mercy, and then you know he, Ned finally goes above, uh, goes in front of like trial, I guess you can call it, and then he's Joffrey's kind of having this whole spiel, and then he's like he finally decides like to cut Ned's uh, head off, <laughs> which is wild considering he said he was gonna because. The original thing was if Ned admitted he was not king and Joffrey was king, then he was going to have mercy, but he did not. He says he gives him mercy by a quick death, but he still chops his head off, which is insane. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, Arya and his daughter, his other daughter, I can't remember her name, are there. And Arya's, like, about to do something, and then this dude, like, grabs him, grabs her, and then, like, soon as the beheading's done, she like he like cuts her hair off. He's like, You're a boy now. Just which is really, really smart, honestly. Just so then we can uh she can hide a little bit and that's like would be a huge, you know, asset to the Lannisters if they had Arya there, because then they could bargain with the Starks a little bit, which now they don't have a whole lot. Um so yeah, that the whole the whole thing was wild. Uh It'll be interesting to see season two. That's going to be a huge. I mean, the war is happen, going to be happening um, with the Starks trying to get back at the Lannisters and get the two Lannister kid kids, not Lannisters, uh, Stark kids. Um, obviously, Arya, she's kind of hiding. So we'll see what happens with that in season two. Um, like I said, I started a little bit, but I don't really want to talk about season two too much. Um, but but th- the second half, also, I was like. Rob Stark is a badass. He's he's the man. He's definitely one of my favorite characters so far. Um, Tyrion, obviously, he's still awesome. He's he's Lannister, but he's he's awesome. Uh, it's a funny dude. Um, <laughs> he's got some great one-liners in there too. Um, you know, then Cat Stark kind of does these things to get help from you know other uh, other areas. Uh, the Cat Twins Castle. Uh, but she has to like marry somebody, and Rob has to marry one of their kids too. So they kind of are going really out on a limb to kind of get to the Lannisters and end what they think was wrong and whatnot. And then the whole season kind of ends in a wild way too. Um, back with the Daenerys and uh, Drago thing, she's like, she's like giving him a funeral, you know. And obviously, she's a dragon or whatever, so she's not harmed by fire. So they have her have him up on this big altar and uh they just kind of 
started on fire from the outside and she climbs in there like walks in there slowly um then they just kind of show a fire for a while and then the the last scene we really see in season one is her sitting where all the uh you know where drago got burned or whatever and she's just sitting there and she also placed the three dragon eggs i need to add that (laughs) and the uh she they pan to the next morning and she's sitting there naked with nothing left there except the uh, three dragons that hatched from the uh, fire. So that's awesome. The dragons are now in it. Adds another dimension. I love dragons. Um, that scene was awesome. I loved it. Um, obviously, she's a great actor and whatnot, but <laughs> just those dragons were awesome. Um, kind of my first, you know, initial thought of the series and season as a whole you know the first five like i said were a little slow but picked up dramatically which helped a lot um overall i think i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this eight eight points eight point eight out of ten just because you know the first five ep- four and a half episodes were pretty slow but after that it really really picked up and took off um great great first season kind of open sets the tone of what's to come um like i said we uh touched uh or we started the first couple episodes of season two um so far you know i got a couple predictions um i don't necessarily think any of the lannisters are gonna die but that whole jamie being captured he's gonna that's gonna drag to the end i think of season two um you know rob stark's gonna be a badass balling out being the stud that he is (laughs) then also you know i didn't really touch on Jon snow either he's at the wall too and you know they keep saying winter is coming but it hasn't actually came yet i guess there's been some uh crazy things happening over at the wall too um that's gonna only continue to pick up you know maybe these night walkers or whatever that we keep hearing about is finally gonna come because the big thing that happened is the one guy that was dead i believe killed by the i don't know who he is for sure uh, but like one of the night people over there and they bring him back to the base or the horse brings him back, I think, or something. They just show up and the corpses are there and then he like comes back to life, but he's not really alive. He's just like this winter person, I guess, or like night walker or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so that's going to be a huge, 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 huge storyline to watch as well. So obviously the war and then the wall are probably the two biggest things to watch in season two, I would say so far. Um, obviously, you know, the initial Lannisters and first Starks, uh, Arya, how is she going to get out of there? And, you know, with the uh, other Stark, set to marry Joffrey. So we'll see. There's, there's a lot going into season two so far. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, those are my favorite characters too. So far is the, uh, Tyrion, uh, Jon Snow and Rob Stark too is up there now too. He, he they didn't really talk a whole lot about him in the first five episodes, but he's awesome. Love him. Um, definitely looking forward to getting into uh, season two though. Um, a little disappointed Drago died, and obviously Edward Ed Stark was one of my favorite characters too. So I was disappointed that he died as well. But I'm looking forward to season two a lot. It's going to be awesome, especially if it should pick up pretty quick right away because there's a lot going on and not really much of introducing characters anymore. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, like I said, if you want to 
you know, just make sure you comment on our Facebook wall what you think about season one. Um, if you're just getting into it or you've watched it, um, give me your scores too. I love that stuff. Uh, you know, that's kind of how our society's run these days on scores and whatnot. So give me that too. Um, looking forward to season two. Uh, we'll probably recap the first five episodes of season two as well. Uh, once we get that rolling out. Um, and I think people like it a lot. Obviously, games, Game of Thrones is a huge, huge, huge part of our society. Uh, people love the show. So keep doing that. But, well, I got really nothing else to talk about uh, for the first or second half of season one. So uh, I'm going to move into my last topic for the, for the day, uh, the uh, NBA Conference Finals. All righty, jumping right in. Um, you know, the four teams we got left, uh, Blazers, Warriors, uh, in the West, and then the Bucks, Raptors in the East. I think both should be pretty solid series. Uh, obviously, uh, we're two games into the Western Conference. Uh, the Blazers are down 0-2 to the Warriors. The Warriors took care of business at home. Um, Blazers had a huge opportunity to steal Game One on the or Game Two on the road. Uh, they were up. They kind of didn't get the best possessions um, down. Like and the Warriors were ca- obviously capable of making a run. They did. Clay Thompson caught fire. Curry was Curry. Um, obviously, the big storyline there too for the Warriors is Durant's out. Um, sounds like he might be out this whole series, honestly. So we'll uh, continue to monitor that. See how that goes. Um, uh, Portland, obviously, you know they haven't had a whole lot of shooting from their anyone outside of their top three shooters, I guess, counting McCollum, uh, Lillard, and Seth Curry. They've both been really good from this whole postseason. But outside of the OKC series, the Blazers haven't been that great of shooters. I mean, even Lillard struggled a little bit. He uh, hasn't been near as effective as he was in uh, the OKC series. I mean, he's still a great player, you know, still impacts the game in so many different ways. But geez, he needs to kind of step it up for if they want to win this series. That's for sure. Um, also, they haven't gotten a whole lot of, from cancer outside of this. This he he won't be able to do a whole lot this series, which he won't be able to play much at all because he can't match up with anybody out there, and they're not really looking for him down either. If he's in there, he's got to get touches and dominate down low. Otherwise, he's a waste out there. Um, you know, the Warriors aren't going to play Bogut a lot either, so he has not a whole lot to match up with. He can't match up with Looney either or Draymond Green. Um, obviously, you know, so far what we've seen is Seth or, uh, Steph Curry's still a really, really good player. <laughs> obviously he, uh, has a lot more on his shoulders with Durant out. Uh, Thompson's able to kind of free up a little bit. Uh, Warriors didn't shoot great from three last night, but they still, uh, still ended up winning. Um, you know, they got to the line quite a bit. Curry was... 11 from 11 from the free throw line. So that was what he needed, especially. Uh, Got his others involved, uh, which is even more because, you know, he's not really the primary decision maker, I guess. With Durant out, I mean, it's still green. I mean, they kind of run the offense through him just because, you know, great decision maker, uh, high post, you know, picking picking rolls, get Curry kind of moving without the ball is kind of what their forte is. Um, Blazers just need their shooting to step up too. I mean, Warriors are going to get their points, but they haven't. Uh, like I said outside of that OKC 
Aries haven't shot great as a team from three. They were kind of lucky McCollum took over in game seven to move them to the Western Conference Finals. But even without Durant, I don't see the Blazers winning this series at all. Honestly, I think this series might be pretty much over. Um, I honestly think the Warriors win in five, get this series wrapped up fairly quick. Uh, Blazers just lack, you know, any sort of presence in in the paint that can, you know, change shots, challenge shots. Uh, And the Warriors are just the Warriors. You know, they got their ball movement is so good. Uh, They get any shot they want anytime down. Been seeing a big uh, debate on Twitter too recently, which is kind of a wild debate to me. But uh, people actually think that the Warriors are a better team <laughs> without Kevin Durant, who's probably the best player in the NBA in the whole world right now, which is absurd to me. Abs- yeah, they just, I don't think they understand that just because, you know, a, their best player is out doesn't mean they still have, doesn't have great players out there still. You know, Curry's going to be Curry. Their ball movement is a lot better without Durant, which is, honestly helpful for how many shooters they have, especially without Durant too. Um, their biggest uh, thing is that they uh, continue to find ways to just get it done too. Um, you know, other people have been stepping up without Durant out. Um, yeah. I, uh, but column coming in this series says they're not a better team without Kevin Durant, but they're harder to guard, which kind of shows, you know, with their, you know, ball movement and whatnot, how much that truly, truly impacts the game. But, I mean, obviously, Durant, best player in the league, needs to be out there, hopefully for the NBA's sake and just as a fan's uh, perspective. He's fun to watch. So, um, it'd be interesting to see if the Blazers can, uh, you know, make it competitive. I hope they do just because it would be fun. But I think, like I said, this goes five. Warriors win this. Um so we got the uh, Warriors representing the West for a long time in a row. I can't even remember. It's been like five years now. They've won three, lost one. So yeah, it'd be the fifth year in a row. So we'll see what happens in the finals. Uh, the East, honestly, I think it's going to be a whole different perspective. Uh, Milwaukee ended up winning game one. They're up 1-0 right now. Um, we'll see how that continues to play out. but. I think this is going to be a long, long series. I think this does go seven. Um, honestly, the the uh, Raptors need somebody else to step up, though. Kawhi's kind of carrying them offensively a little bit. Um, you know, they haven't really got a whole lot from Kyle Lowry, which they need. They need him to perform at a high level if they're going to win this series. Um, you know, they got some shooters on the outside. Um, they're just we got to continue to watch what happens. From the others, you know they were really physical with Kawhi last game. On the Bucks were from a defensive standpoint, so I think they'll continue to try and be physical with him. But he didn't play great. But he's needs to play better if they're going to win too. Um, they need Siakam to play a lot better too. He was not very good the first game of the series. Um, you know they don't have a got a few pieces off the bench surge and van fleet they need to step up too they were not good i mean they were winning in this game too but they just kind of fell off the cliff uh the bucks got going from deep uh, a little bit 
uh, in the second half. Uh, having Brogdon back helps him a ton. Another playmaker, and he's coming off the bench for him right now too. Um, and it wasn't a great first game overall, uh, shooting percentages wise, but it was a fun game to watch. Uh, Greek Freaks, you know, the most dominant player in the league, probably. He can do it all out there. He's so much fun to watch. Um, I was actually really looking forward to this Kawhi Leonard-Greek Freak matchup because Leonard's arguably the best two-way player in the game. Greek Freak's up there, too. Uh, I have them both in my top three players in the NBA right now, top four for sure. So continue to watch that storyline. Those two going at it uh, should be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, also, the Raptors need to get get some uh, get something going with Marcus Hall. He didn't do a whole lot. Uh, they need him and Lowry to step up uh, if they want to win this series and advance to the NBA Finals. Uh, before this playoff started, I had the Raptors winning going to the NBA Finals, but after watching you know the playoffs so far and seeing Greek Freak continue this great run. Honestly, think that the Bucks are going to win in seven. Um, it, I think it'll definitely come down to seven games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won sooner, but I think Kawhi Leonard's just too, too, too good of a player to let it not go to get to seven. And you know, and he's got a lot of talent on his team too. Um, Siakam will play better. Gasol will play better. Um, Lowry, he was real good in game one, but still need to continue that. Uh, getting the others involved, uh, doing his thing. He hasn't been awesome, too great in this playoff, so they need him to step up big time. Um, they, you know, they run the offense through Siakam a little bit, uh, like as a playmaker perspective. So hopefully they can get, the, get it going. I'm, I honestly am not, don't really care who wins this. I mean, I do care because I, like, I actually like both teams quite a bit. They're fun to watch. You know, they play the right way. Um, Bucks are just, you know, close to us, Milwaukee. Um, so we'll see how that goes overall. But uh, I don't think the Bucks can expect another huge, huge performance from Brooke Lopez, um, considering he didn't do a whole lot in the last few games before this. So that's also a massive storyline to watch. Uh, and Brogdon get back to his, uh, you know, form when he before he was hurt also. Um, so like I said, this comes down to seven. I think uh, Bucks pull it out. Uh, should be a whole, whole, whole lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'm looking forward to the NBA Finals, though, starting here in a couple weeks. I think it was two weeks from yesterday. I'm going to look the official start date up uh, just to not leave you guys hanging. <laughs> but the uh, – oh, it's real real soon. Actually, yeah, two weeks from yesterday. May 30th is the first day of the uh, NBA Finals. So that'll lead us to the Warriors against Bucks, which I think it's going to be a great series. Well, Warriors need Durant in that series, though, if they're going to win. I don't think they can win that series without Durant, honestly. So looking forward to the NBA Finals. Should be a great matchup. Uh, I think the Warriors are for sure going to win that series. They're up 2-0. And then back to the East. It's kind of a toss-up. So either of those teams, I think, would give them a good matchup. But I think the Bucks are the better team. Most talent, I would say, probably, too. So we'll see. We'll watch it. Hoping for a Bucks Warriors, though. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, that that'll go deep too. Really long series overall. I'm super excited. So uh, let me know. You know, 
make sure to let me know what your finals predictions matchups matchup is. I uh, would love to hear it. it. Should be a lot of fun to, you know, watch the conference finals kind of unfold. Unfold. Got the Bucks Warriors playing later today. Um, should be a fun, fun uh, rest of the season for the bas- uh, NBA basketball. So, uh, thanks for you know sticking with me so far. Um, kind of solo podcast, not uh, going too bad. I don't think. <laughs> having a lot of fun doing it but uh gonna wrap it up for the for the episode so like i said thanks for sticking uh sticking around with me so far all right everybody thanks for hanging out with me so far on this episode i'm uh, gonna wrap it up for you guys uh just want to say thanks to everybody that's uh listen to me ramble on and sound like an idiot most likely but uh had a lot of fun um Hopefully, in a couple of days, we can get a regular episode with uh, Timmy and Wes and me all together. Uh, need to get one of those out. I uh, just wanted to get an episode out for you guys this week, uh, especially you know since we finished Game of Thrones. Uh, that's a huge part. Uh, everybody loves it. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So look for uh, that poll question also. It should be out here in a little bit. Uh, May 17th, <laughs> about 2 o'clock. So if it's after that time, Make sure you check. It should be on there. <laughs> um, thanks for everybody that's listened. Like I said, uh, if you want to continue to follow our work, uh, our blogs and whatnot, our Twitter is at Corn Sports. Our Instagram is CornFedSports1. Facebook is Facebook.com backslash CornFedSports1. Our blog website is CornFedSports1.blogspot.com. Um, before I let, let the episode go... Just want to say happy birthday to the fiance Shauna again and happy birthday to my dad tomorrow. Um, hope to talk to everybody soon. Um, hope you have a great uh, rest of the week. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Gotta love the weekends. Um, see you guys soon. And you know what that means? You've officially been corn fed.